relent weary traveller, relent! The publishers cannot be held responsible for the mind-bending horrors that await you on the Galaxy of Goosebumps podcast! Welcome to Gatsy on Goosebumps, the show in which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. Tonight we're experiencing a late night episode of Gatsy on Goosebumps, meaning I can swear as much as I want. Uh, fortunately, it is a uh, series focused on a children's book series, so of course there is no reason for me to be swearing uh, when talking about a children's book series, so the content will remain essentially the same. Today we're looking at a fundamental, seminal classic in the Goosebumps series that works on a very simple uh, but very true premise, and that premise is that dummies are scary. Yes, today we are looking at Goosebumps number seven, Night of the Living Dummy. There's your look at the classic Tim Jacobus cover art, and I say that is just about as classic as Tim Jacobus's cover art can be, and it refers back to my personal uh, preference for cover art, which is less is more. The dummy on the front cover isn't doing anything, he's not stealing anything or committing a hate crime, but you still know he's evil, um, and I think it's great. I really do. I think this is one of the best covers in the series. Tagline there is, he walks, he stalks, and the back cover reads as follows. He's no dummy, he actually is. That will be revealed in the book. Lindy names a ventriloquist dummy she finds Slappy. Slappy's kind of ugly, but he's a lot of fun. Lindy's having a great time learning to make Slappy move and talk. But Chris is jealous of all the attention her sister is getting. It's not no fair. Why does Lindy always have all the luck? Chris decides to get a dummy of her own. She'll show Lindy. Then weird things begin to happen. Nasty things. Evil things. No way a dummy can be causing all the trouble. Or is there? So our main characters are twin girls, Lindy and Chris. I don't know what kind of a name Lindy is. Maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it's a 90s thing. I'm not sure. But we mainly follow Chris, who is the less confident of the two girls. Um, so when Lindy finds a dummy in a dumpster somewhere, subsequently calls it Slappy, uh, Chris is jealous and she wants her own dummy. Her father finds one at a pawn shop. Now they both have dummies, and Chris names hers Mr. Wood. Subsequently, my nickname in high school. Lindy is a bit annoyed that her sister has to uh, copy her and everything she does. Um, but pretty soon, some weird things start happening. Mr. Wood starts to have these really violent and abusive outbursts of anger, which really scares Chris. And one evening, the two girls come down to their kitchen, and they see this huge mess with Mr. Wood sitting in the middle of it. It's so hard to talk seriously about this plot when one of the characters is called Mr. Wood. I'll continue. And Chris is freaking out. What? How did this dummy do this? What? What is happening? This is so weird. And then it turns out Lindy, who was, again, jealous, decided to play a prank on her sister and make it seem like Mr. Wood was alive. It's a bit harsh, but I suppose so is copying your sister's ventriloquism. 
hobby. The next day, Chris finds a slip of paper in Mr. Wood's pocket with some strange words written on, and she reads it out. Suddenly more weird things start happening. Uh, Mr. Wood, uh, again, starts yelling this horrible abuse at people, and everyone thinks it's Chris doing it. When Chris has an opportunity to perform with Mr. Wood, at uh, her school's uh, musical performance. He first uh, yells abuse and fat shames one of the teachers to no end and proceeds to vomit this green liquid upon everyone in the audience. It's pretty fucked up. Everyone, of course, blames Chris for this, um, and she's at a loss. She tries to tell her sister that, hey, Mr. Wood's actually the one's doing this, but of course... Lindy thinks that her sister's trying to play the same prank that she played on her. Naturally, no one believes Chris until Lindy herself sees Mr. Wood moving one night. Long story short, it turns out when she read the magic words on the bit of paper, he came to life and now he wants to make her and I presume her sister uh, his slaves. Mr. Wood is an evil dummy. Naturally. They try and lock him in a suitcase and bury him under a big mound of dirt, but he reappears the next day. Naturally, the parents don't believe any of this, and they never manage to see Mr. Wood actually moving. And they leave the girls alone in the house with this psychotic dummy, who then proceeds to try and murder their dog. It's dark territory for a children's book, trying to kill a dog, but I suppose short of actually showing your antagonist molesting a child, there's no real way to make sure the reader knows they're evil, except for that. Regardless, this struggle between dog, girl, girl, and dummy uh, carries on outside of their house uh, until Mr. Wood is run over by a steamroller, uh, killing him again killing him, de destroying him. All is good, evil is defeated until Chris returns to her room and Slappy grabs her arm and says the immortal lines, Hey slave, is that other guy gone? I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> Switcheroo. As I said before, the story works Primarily because uh, dummies are creepy. Uh, in the same way that Tom Hanks from Polar Express is creepy. He almost looks real, but he's not quite there. Um, furthermore, there's a really good uh, transition in the plot. We have all these scary things happening, which we assume from reading Goosebumps books is something supernatural. And then it turns out it's just Lindy. And then the things start happening again, and there's actually a reason for it. It's a good transition. There are naturally some problems. Mr. Wood's motivations are never actually made clear, and you're not really sure what he wants. He wants to make the girls his slaves, but for what end? Uh, world domination or turning everyone into a dummy? I don't know. I think you do usually need to follow your antagonist's motives, but look, it's Goosebumps, not Hamlet, so I'm gonna let it slide. Furthermore, it's never revealed why Slappy turns evil at the same magic words. Uh, the girl's dad comments that because the dummies look similar, they might be made by the same maker, but never made clear. Again, probably too much thought given to a book aimed at 12-year-olds. All in all, it's a classic and it's a great starting point for the Night of Living Dummy series, which would become a very uh, popular sub-series within Goosebumps following the adventures of Slappy and not Mr. Wood, possibly because the name Mr. Wood is uh, 
very hard to take seriously. Regardless, it works on its own. It works as part of a series. Everyone's familiar with it, and for good reason. Goosebumps number seven, Night of the Living Dummy. If you're interested in Goosebumps, definitely read. If you're not, you're probably not watching this far in the review anyway, so it doesn't matter. Please join me next week in which I review Goosebumps number eight, Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Thank you for watching, and as always, please stay spooky. Oh god, this rum and coke is mostly rum. I've been getting so drunk during the course of this review.